All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm hockey insider Frank Saravalli, and you're watching Nasty Knuckles with Riley Cote and Derek Settlemeyer. Listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Derek Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Rigorell? Yeah, I like your hat, bro. Like this whole thing? Well, this whole thing? Yeah, you look a little bit like Sin Dog. Oh, Sin Dog, yeah. Yeah, Cypress Hill. I like that look. Yeah, thanks. I know a guy who makes them. And yeah, he's pretty. Puts fucking, them out there. Pretty creative. Yeah. Pretty creative guy. <laughs> hey, Debo. Uh, what's up, buddy? Not much. How you holding up? Great. Yeah, he looked yeah, good. Yeah, we finally won a men's league game. There you go. We didn't show again, but we, we <laughs> found a way to win with eight bodies. <laughs> Well, you're double shifting. Not gonna lie, we more than double shifting. Uh, found a way to win, but luckily you'll be back with the group this week. I will be for the game debut. God, it's crazy, Debo. When you got to pay this guy thousand dollars a game, like it's it's a lot. You better you better perform. And a helicopter ride in. <laughs> helicopter <laughs> using Frank Saravalli. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. gonna bring you in. Uh, yeah, no, it's good weekend. Um, Elvis got his first win with there PHC. Uh, team went three and one. His uh, little goalie partner Max Golden had a good weekend too. Um, the whole team did. It was fun. It's fun, uh, you know, watching them win. And they got a 
good group of kids at PHC, the 2014 team. So uh, it was fun. Other than that, just been running around. Yeah. Like an idiot. Yeah, which happens. is normal. Yeah. Mm. Without the DD. Yeah. You know, didn't have <laughs> you any enjoy of that. it. Yeah. <laughs> making a hat. Making a hat, you know. I'm definitely making a hat, Debo, because I know you'll wear it says D-D. the devil's dandruff. <laughs> I also made one that says orgy referee. Did you? <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Oh. <laughs> moving a few of those? You know, oh, you t- like crazy. Well, like crazy. No, I'm not? kidding. But um, yeah, man, nothing much going on this week. Just a lot of you know, a lot of preseason games. Been watching, um, getting ready for a start for real here. One yeah. more preseason game left tonight, um, and then it's the real deal. And it's on. It's about time. I know. I know. I feel like we've been talking about this for eons. It, I know. It's, luckily, though, there was, you know, the preseason could have been longer. It used to be, you know, when you played, we had nine to ten games. Yeah, it was playing too much. three, you know, back to back to back, like, you know. But uh, with only six games, I think that that's probably smarter for the players. I mean, you maybe don't get the looks you want. But if you're a coaching staff and management, I think you know for the – most part, who's yeah. making your team and who's not. But uh, Flyers sent a few guys down uh, yesterday. Um, Cal Peterson. I was kind of shocked at Ronnie Adder. I don't know if he hasn't had a great camp, but uh, uh, a few other guys. Anyway, so they're getting down to the number and yeah, getting ready to start here next week in Columbus against Ivan Provo. I think he'll be uh, itching to play that game. Just a little bit. Our boy, yeah. Probably log with 35 minutes or so. Yeah, you think Babs is going to – Oh. oh. Oh, wait, you know, his game plan won't be, it won't be there, my bad. Um, what about you? What about me? What you got going on? Just uh, prepping for next week, next Friday. Yeah. Got the 3v3 tourney, Snyder Hockey at the yes. Wells Fargo Center. Awesome. Still a chance to sign up, so check out SnyderHockey.org uh, for more information. But uh, it's our second year doing it. We, yeah, it we rocked so it out pretty fun. good last year. Yeah, lost in the finals in yeah. overtime, oh, extra time. That was a grind. I was just trying to stay out of the way. You did a good job at that. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. You look good out there, especially the finals. That team was. Sick. Yeah, they were. You guys were. You guys were keeping us in it. You and Ant. Well, yeah, Tony bailed to on us. He did. He did. But, but he says he's in. We got uh, George Davison wants to play. Georgie? Because I'm not sure. I got us check on my schedule but i'm trying to be there you better not bail I'm, it's not me bailing we already nah, talked about this it's not me bailing we'll figure it out debo's debo asked if he could play in net and i said the goals are only <laughs> you can <laughs> many nets just lay there remember the guy that went flying head first into it last year oh yeah year? Remember, that? remember that oh i remember yeah yeah it cut his, cut his forehead there. oh yeah right Dr- had a little net drive speaking about the dd oh, i think he might he might have been. been on a little bit of that you might but, have um, it, it's awesome, and I'm, it's cool. It's going to be in the center this year. Yeah, Although it was cool at Penn as well, but um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully a lot of people come out for it. Yeah, just mentally preparing. Uh, i got to get my wheels grinded, Nass. This, the same ones that have been in the box for over a year, you yeah, have not remember delivered. remember I got rid of those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> i got to get you oh another my God. pair, remember? <laughs> that was a mistake. That's I made a, huge a mistake. mistake. It was a huge mistake. I, I have actually a size forgot. Ten and a half over there. Oh you god! I forgot you got rid of those. <laughs> I got ten you another pair coming though. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I do. I do. Are they? I got you another pair coming. Right. Oh yeah. I well, have to take way. care of you. You already paid for. I, I got to get you your skates. Um, well, prime in the body was going to prime the skates, but apparently yeah. not. Well, it's prime next week. We have time. We have time. Yeah. Yeah. So the Toby. Looking forward to that. 
Put a few in the net with that last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hot sauce. I need some new twiggies. Got to hit uh, Richard up and Aaron. And you did have a nice snipe Toby. there tonight. I saw the... Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, when you talk about blowing a biscuit by a goalie, I would... I did. You <laughs> had so much time in the high slot there. <laughs> I did. had a lot of time. Oh, uh, but it was, it's a uh, best stick going, baby. Oh, yeah. Best stick going. Oh, Toby. And uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, Hockey Canada announcement with the, the locker room and it showing up in, in underwear? Or if you're going to change it in the locker room, you got to go into a stall in the bathroom. What, what is going on in this uh, world? It's Canada. Like, that's oh, Canada. That's Canada. So I should ask you that question, but it is. You know, as 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 long as there's not a girl on the team, you know, like yeah. if you because like girls they've done play, forever, yeah, like I girls mean, girls play with, with guys yeah. up until you know they just can't anymore because of the physicality of, of being able to hit once you you know get to a certain age. But I don't understand that. But that's kind of we're going into a scary, <laughs> yeah, scary space. I feel when you just keep bubble wrapping people in the game and, and and i understand it's always sold in the name of safety and security right but it's like you know these these kids are, are are wise enough their parents are wise enough to understand like guess what if you're uncomfortable go change yeah you go in the bathroom but the reality is, is it is a change room yeah right and that's what it and, is and there's no shame in it no. there's never been um no. like showering after a game or practice is just what you do yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. it's got no attachment Once you get to anything older, else. You realize that's what you do. I mean, I understand younger kids; they don't do that. They don't. Under, they don't know. But you're right. It's it's. It's uh, like where do you where do you go from here? And what's yeah. the next thing that you just kind of put your your stanky footprint on or fingerprint on? It just it just kind of it just seems seems to be shocking always that there's this new just always new ways to. I don't, know if it's, I don't even know what the word is for either. for some of the stuff. It's just it's just a stretch for you know for making things safer. I'm not sure if it it does if it has yeah, any I'm impact not sure how besides that, how that does. But um, you know, but uh, yeah, interesting news. It just keeps coming. Uh, <laughs> the bubble wrap, the ner- nerfing of the world, right? It's yep. just uh, but you know that's the world we're living in. It is cancel culture. Soon it'll be taking oh, away God. pads because they're too. <laughs> Too aggressive. They're guys too are getting aggressive. too much. Too <laughs> guys are getting too hurt with the shoulder pads <laughs> and whatever else. Yeah. Oh um, man! But interesting movement. But uh, I thought I'd bring it up. See your thoughts. No, I yeah, it's it's a little. I was I read it the other day, and I'm like, what are we like really? Like what are we doing here? But <laughs> you can chop a D and double D up in there, but you can't change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, I think we're ready to rock your nuts. I think we are, too. Our good pal, Frank Saravalli, yep. hockey insider. He's always got some good stuff for us. Yeah, he does. Let's listen in. Episode 128. Let's go. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Suttlemeyer. And this week, we are happy to have friend of the show back, hockey insider. I think he's the best around. Best in the biz. Yep, best, of bit. Uh, best in the business, host of Daily Faceoff Live. Mr. Frank Saravalli, what's up, brother? Good to have you back on, man. Yeah, good to be back with you guys. It's a shame it's not in person. Uh, I could, uh, I could just, I guess, out of fear, I didn't come over. I, I didn't <laughs> want to get pranked, uh, certainly on video. So there's got to be some kind of snake lying around somewhere that you'd get me with. 
Oh man, it definitely and is. I, I, yeah, it's I've probably been, a smart play. Seen... He's sticking at home there. Yeah, he's probably staying in studio. Probably. I figured you just jump into your helicopter and just come on over. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> you know. But uh, um, no, man, we pre- we really appreciate you coming on. We know how busy you are, brother. Um, <clears throat> I guess just start maybe uh, talking a little bit about the Flyers and uh, what your feelings are. I mean. We, we know they're kind of in a rebuild. Well, they're definitely in a rebuilding stage, but uh, what are your thoughts on what you've seen in the preseason? If you've seen much at all, and uh, how do you think they're going to make out this year? You know, I, in a funny way, I actually think the flyers are actually going to probably be pretty improved. I know that they said goodbye to Kevin Hayes and Ivan Provorov, but having a full season of Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson probably in my opinion, bumps things up a level. And I don't uh, look, no one's kidding themselves here. Like, I don't think the flyers are a playoff team. I think the tough part about the situation that they're in is they have a bunch of these guys that are on long-term contracts or contracts with a few years on them. And they can't really, you know, you can't move out everyone in one summer. The teardown has begun and they were able to move a couple of those pieces, but not all of them. And that leaves you in this spot that's sort of closer to the bottom, but still in the NHL's murky middle. And I voiced this with you guys last year when I was on, and I, I really firmly believe this. And this is, a, it's going to ultimately be a compliment. I think John Tortorella is the worst coach for this team. And the reason for that is, he squeezes every last drop out of every team that he has. And that's that. That's the sign of a good coach. It's just right. that when he was hired, this was a team that was trying to compete and, and trying to get back into the playoffs. And now they've gone the other direction and they're not tanking. You heard Danny Breer say that again recently. They're not tanking. They're not trying to lose games, but they've got a coach that has a competitive fire that burns that doesn't go away. That rubs off on everyone else. So you've got Couturier and Atkinson coming back. You've got some young players that you're injecting into your lineup that are fighting for paychecks and full-time NHL jobs. You've created a competitive environment that ultimately to the, for the Flyers this season is probably going to be to their own detriment. And that's a really tough position to be in that I don't know how you handle that. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's good insight for sure. Um, I was curious on your thoughts on the back end. You mentioned uh, Atkinson and Coots coming back, obviously beefing up the the front end there. Um, you know, losing Provi and D'Angelo. How do you think that balances itself out? Probably leaves the Flyers a bit thinner on the back end, uh, which is why you see someone like a Mark Stahl come in. Um, you keep a, a Nick Sealer who as a pending UFA uh, making league minimum is probably going to be a pretty attractive trade trade piece. I think he's, you know, doesn't get a ton of love in Philly, but a lot of teams see Nick sealer as this like human nail gun that, um, (laughs) that really has a lot of nice intangibles for probably not too expensive of a price. And -hmm. you're going to get to see, you know, more of cam York and, and more of some of the young guys, um, that are going to be able to make an impact. Uh, the defense core for me is definitely thinner, um, but that's kind of 
it goes part and parcel with what I was just saying about the Flyers in general of where they're at is when you look at the successful traits that sort of have tied some of the last few rebuilding teams together that have been able to bottom out and have a lot of luck in the draft lottery, whether it's Chicago last year with Connor Bedard or whoever it might be, what you run into is those teams didn't necessarily try to lose. Like no one was going to Luke Richardson last year saying, Hey, you got to lose us some games. It's that the manager, Kyle Davidson, in this case, tore off enough pieces to the point where the ceiling that that team could achieve was only ever going to be so high. And I think for the Flyers right now, it's still probably too high given what their mission and mandate is, which is to try and rebuild and collect as many high quality young players as you can. So it's, they're in an unenviable position because you just can't, the demolition takes time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of people don't see it that way. Right. And like, you always hear comments like, you know, like, why are these guys trying to win games? Like, you know, find me a coach in any position here, like, especially in the bottom half of these teams, actually going in into the locker room with a game plan to, to try and lose games. Like, as you mentioned in Chicago there, that was kind of from the top down. And you're only as good as the, the horses you have. It just happens, you know, as, as an indirect uh, um, thing to 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 the, the, the disassembling of the team. But yeah, the Flyers are in a different situation where yeah. they almost yeah they, yeah the the demolition has to continue for them to 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 really kind of complete the rebuild, but which will which will take time. But I think I I, I like the to what you're saying, like the energy behind the Flyers, and you know, kind of like having that culture and that identity back. And you know, he said like Torts, um, you know, he he will bring that, but they're they're probably gonna. You know, win games. Maybe they they shouldn't. Yeah, and, win and, more you know, than they probably want to. Want to, yeah, to say that. Yeah, I know. It's always an interesting thing to say, and then I don't think they're a playoff team either. But I think they could probably challenge. You know, maybe that last wild card spot. At least you know, put some pressure on a, a couple teams. But it'll be it'll be interesting. You know, at least at, at least the the essence of the Flyers is there. Would you say, Nast? I mean, I think it's definitely. A, Coming back, coming from, back. Yeah, I mean, with the direction of it, you know, obviously Danny and Jonesy and just kind of the people they've been bringing in, and you know, little things from the logos on the ice to the jerseys. You know, it's kind of like I feel like it's 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 heading in the right direction for sure. And that's a big part of everything that happens, right? You need to have buy-in, and look, this fan base has been through a lot. Uh, yep. They have. I think some of the best fans in pro sports and just be, and I'm not pandering because I live here or anything like that. I was at the Phillies game the other night. Like you, you can't name a better pro sports. You just can't. That's true. Uh, But they've been through the ringer because they've sort of been promised a lot over the last number of years that the team hasn't delivered on. And it just so happens to come at a time where there's other places to park your money there's limited entertainment dollars to go around to begin with. And if your choice is, do I spend it on the flyers or do I spend it on the Eagles, the Phillies, or in some cases, even the Sixers or union, they've, they've kind of opened themselves up to that conversation. And it it also wasn't just that 
there were holes and flaws with the roster and how things were constructed. It was the coaches that they had gone through. It was the attitude of the team. It was really from ownership on down that has been problematic. It seems like they've righted a lot of those things now, but the problem is that you now need to convince people that what you're saying is actually what you're doing. I don't think they're going to have a problem converting on that. And I I'm with you guys and feel like they've, um, begun that process, but the proof ultimately will be in how this team works, how they, uh, draft, uh, the yeah. smart decisions and wins that they can find on the margins. And this, this is a no bullshit city. Like, I don't need to tell you guys this, you like people can see right through you. If you're not, um, if you're not honest and if you're not, true and in, in what sincere and what you're trying to do. I think yeah. the flyers have taken a lot of the right steps, but it's going to be a while mm-hmm. and you're going to need to hang with them through the next handful of years in order to get to where you want to get to. Right. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's going to take some time. Oh yeah. No doubt. But you're right. Like these people see through it. Oh, for sure. And I think like you just said, Frank, I think, you can tell the right steps are being taken. It's just a matter of now yeah, back, keeping it going and it up backing it up and, and, and yeah, advancing you know, in the, doing the right thing. You got to yep. stack each one of those wins on top of each other mm-hmm. to ultimately then to have people see it. Yeah. 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 Sure. But, but I, but I do agree. Like the, the, the foundational pieces are being laid. Um, yeah. I think people are believing in, in this on a more authentic way versus just lip service. And say, you know, it's like politicians speaking. It's, I feel like the voices and the essence behind it is, is authentic. Uh, certainly a lot more authentic than the past. So yeah, it'll be interesting good. how this thing plays up. Yeah, for sure. But what I was going to say too, is it's still a lot to ask. Hundred percent. Yeah. Five years or whatever this is going to be, it's a long time. That's not this. This fans of this franchise aren't used to that. Yeah. No, I mean, the, I the I, leanest you, years of this team, like you, you probably lived them. Nast, like the the early '90s, there was a five year period, and that's kind of it in the entire franchise history. Right. And even when <clears throat> when Hexy took over, he had the the five-year plan sort of like dean lombardi did in la but then it turned to well it's going to take a couple more years although we did make the playoffs two out of those four years a hack was here yeah right and and chief made the playoffs one Mm -hmm. time with you know team maybe shouldn't have made it probably overachieved that year um that's when the rangers went to the finals that year and lost la but uh i mean it's it's been pretty gloomy except for we, we in the bubble the player, you know, that was the year where if yep. it hadn't got stopped, the flyers were on fire. That was the year I made it halfway through and then right, I wasn't, yep. I didn't go back, but, um, <clears throat> it's, it's been a while and it's going to be a while. I think yep. to your point, Frank, like it's going to take some time. People have to be patient with it and believe in it. So it's a weird feeling around here. Like I, it's an uncomfortable feeling being a Philadelphian, like covering and so deep into the NHL is, the Flyers have never really not mattered at any point in my life, meaning in the whole league structure. They've never been a franchise that people look past and they lost their way. I think they've got it back, but to get to that level again, it's going to be a while. I think the, the satisfying thought process of that is 
once you get there, you should have a sustained run of success, meaning it should allow you for a 10 year runway where you're, you're not just going to feel really good about it. You're probably going to have an authentic chance to win if you do it right. And so that's the payoff, right? Like that's what you're asking people to commit to now is hang with us and we'll get you there. And things will be kind of like they used to be where every single year there's like death taxes and the flyers and the playoffs with a chance to win the cup. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Sounds, it sounds about right. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> patience game or the patience game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Rick. I, I was, was just saying, like, moving on past the Flyers, you know, in the Metro. Uh, what do you What are you seeing? Is there Is there any, you know, uh, any news, any rumblings on your end, or is there anything that's kind of, um, something for 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 fans to be looking out for as far as you know the top teams, bottom teams? Has much changed since last year? Well, there's actually been a lot of change in the Metro, depending on which team. Like if you're the Islanders, you've had zero change. Yeah. And they're like Lou Lamorello at 81 years old is at the blackjack table quadrupling down on his hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> on Zach Parise? No Zach Parise. Like, oh, I know. He's not he's there, right? 21 goals last year. And they're like, hey, we were 24th in the league in goals. You can stay home. Yeah. Yeah. I Interesting know. move. So... Then you've got the Penguins who made probably the biggest bet of the summer in acquiring Eric Carlson, 100-point defenseman. They changed out almost their entire bottom six forward core, which is incredible to do in one summer. And in the Carlson trade, there was like a, a stroke of genius in that they didn't really give up a lot to get him. And they also, in the same deal, unloaded almost all the contracts that they didn't want anymore. So that worked out well. The thing is, the Penguins were already not a playoff team last year, and I just have some question about how things will look. How will the dynamic operate in Pittsburgh? Chris Letang for 18 years has been the pillar of that blue line. Now you have someone coming in that 
is going to steal some of his oxygen. Certainly he's going to steal his, his spot on PP one. So right. how does all that come together? Uh, that's a big question. I think yeah. the New Jersey devils are legitimate cup contenders. I don't mm. think there's going to be outside of Edmonton, a more fun team to watch in the league this year than the devils. They fly, they're creative, they're young. Uh, they're not afraid to, to, you know, play wild and crazy. Um, they're going to be awesome. I, I'm a big believer in their forward gore. Um, I think their defense is definitely weakened a little bit this year with no Severson and Graves. And I do have question marks about their goaltending a little bit with Vanacek and Schmid. But it's, you know, the Metro, you can kind of see it shaping up. I'll, I'll give you my, my eight teams in order. Uh, I've got. The Devils, one, Carolina, two, Rangers, three, Pittsburgh, four. Those are my four playoff teams. And then I've got Washington, Columbus, uh, the Flyers. Oh, sorry. I've got, so five, I've got Washington, six, I've got Islanders, seven, Flyers, eight, Columbus. That's my, that's my eight. That's pretty close what you had there, Nash. Yeah, eh? yeah, it is. You had Carolina I, first, but well, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Well, it was between Carolina between and New Jersey. Yeah, yeah I, I thought uh, I was going to ask you your feelings on Carolina. I mean, they picked up. Uh, obviously, they got Tony D'Angelo back. They got a pretty good, uh, you know, six D back there. Best in the league. Yeah, that's I, I, what I was. Yeah, I, they're really good on the yeah. back end, and they 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 kept both goalies, right, Frank? They ended up keeping all three. Really, yeah. Even the the Russian kid, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised. You you think the Flyers are better than Columbus, or they'll finish better? I should say. You know, as I was saying it, I kind of have I could see a lot of things happening in Columbus. I just think they're asking so much of their young players who are really good, and I think are really on their way to being something. When you look at Kent Johnson and and Sillinger and I love their back end with the pieces they've added Denton Matejchuk uh, he's going to be really good same thing with David Yerichek. Uh Severson we just talked about coming over from New Jersey Provorov obviously uh, addition to their back end they're going to be better um and and maybe you see the Flyers in that eighth spot entirely possible I I just going back to what I was saying I, I think with what John Tortorella squeezes out of his group, I see the Flyers somewhere between 80 and 85 points. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So if you said to me, hey, Columbus is going to shoot all the way up to fifth and they're going to pass Washington and the Islanders, like, would my head fall off? Probably not. Like, look, this is the NHL. Six teams every year make the playoffs that we had no, we did not see coming. And six teams right. that we were like, oh, that team's a lock. They're out. Right. There's mm -hmm. massive change year over year. So to think that craziness isn't going to happen, you'd be, you'd be foolish to think that way. It's just, yeah. it's a long way to go for Columbus. And I know they should be healthier. Then add in the Mike Babcock situation. Do they rally around that? Do they fall apart? What happens? Yeah, what, right. what were your thoughts on that? Yeah. Were you shocked <laughs> yeah. or not really? What's there to be surprised about? I mean, exactly. You know, if someone's telling you who they are, you, you better listen. Yeah. It's kind of what we've seen from him for the last number of years. And 
and sitting out for years, we got a lot of lip service heading into the summer, which was I've, you know, I've done the work. I've, you know, I'm talking to people about the tone and how I talk to people. I'm relying on my daughter. I'm, you know, I'm asking for more feedback from players. You just can't, you can't do the stuff that he tried to do. Right. And you know what? Um, as guys who have spent a lot of time in a locker room, I think the biggest impact to come out of this whole story is that you had 18, 19, and 20-year-old kids step up and say, we're not going to tolerate this. Yep. In the NHL, yeah. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that would never happen. No, Someone right. would get chance. to you, whether it's a GM, a coach, the president of hockey ops, your captain, and they would say, shut up. Yep. Yeah, right. Suck it up, right? Yeah, it's the old school way. And I guess the question is, is like, I know he's all the lift service and said all the right things. Like, how does a guy like that get a, another job in the NHL? There's there's so many good new age, new school coaches that communicate with their players uh, that don't have the baggage. Like, how did he ever land up in that position anyways? Like, well, honestly. That's that's why I felt and wrote after the fact that it was time for Yarmo Kekalainen to go right, 10 yeah. years in Columbus. I saw and that. you had one playoff uh, round victory. You've made the playoffs as many times as you've missed. Your team was dreadful last year, a 58 point season. Why? Like this was an all important hire that you knew you needed to nail do you right. mean to tell me there's not one other coach on the planet that you think could have came in and done as good or better job as Mike Babcock and not have all of that baggage? Yeah, that's yeah. that's not how I see the world. I I, I think it's way more gray than that. Um, I, I just I can't believe that you could get it so wrong that the guy doesn't <laughs> even make it to training camp and then think <laughs> that there shouldn't be any blowback on you. Oh, I know. Right. I know. I, I still scratch my head on that one. I just can't for the life of me understand. We 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 talked so about can it. I actually when, ask when you guys, happened. I want to ask you about what I was just getting at because I really want the player's perspective of having been there. When you see players step up and say to the NHLPA who comes in and does their investigation, do you look at that in the new school way and say that's soft, or do you look at that and say good for them? That's a really good question. I, um, well, I, 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 I think it's, I think it's good what happened. I, I think it was necessary. You know what I mean? It's like, you, we have to call out like some of the real absolute bullshit, you know? And it's like some stuff is, you know, what you call is hard old school coaching and just like, you just got to grind through it. But then there's other stuff. that's just like unacceptable. Right. I think this thing is like, it falls in that bucket of unacceptable. And I think we are in a, in a time and place where I don't want to use the term, you know, cancel culture, but it's like th th things that happen these days are, that cross that line are, more well, sensitive, right? are much more sensitive, right? I mean, back in the day, you just like dust it under the rug. It's just like tough it out just the way it is. But like, I think we're, we're some bit evolving uh, as, as, as humans. And part, part of me says the opposite too sometimes, but I, I, I like the fact that, 
that we 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 didn't accept that bullshit any, any anymore. It's like there's there's a fine line of of being hard and then just being absolutely utterly disrespectful and you know crossing that line of personal privacy and you know disrespecting the players and the team in my opinion. So one I, bullying I, I, young players while you're at it. Like it's one yeah, right. thing to say like hey uh Eric Goodbranson you've been in this league forever. Let me see your phone. Like but he didn't do that cuz he didn't have yeah, I don't want to say the balls. He didn't have the courage to do that. He only wanted to pick on the younger guys. And I think everyone can get behind the idea of you're a hard ass at the rink. You're tough on guys in practice. You work them. You you know, you you yell at them. All like whatever it is. Like everyone's cool with that, I think. It's like inviting a guy over to your backyard who's 18 and being like, "Give me your phone. I want to inspect it." Like it just what is that? Yeah, what creepy, do you even mean about that player? Like, uh, okay, so like, let's just like play some, play the hypothetical game. He's got pictures of him drinking or broads or whatever it might be. Does that make him a shitty hockey player? No, he, but he's got he's got something anything. to he has something to hold over his well, head. That's that's that it takes it to probably, another level. I of think his he strategies. takes it to another level. Yeah, because now you got that's pictures, right? Opinion, well, yeah, well, I, I think that's he can hold it over a player's head somewhere down the line. It's probably not even anything that he really wants to know in the immediate moment. Yeah, but once you got something on somebody, this is like you know this is the control thing that a lot of these say old school type of coaches. You know the strategy they use. I mean, I hear stories about some of these old school guys, and it was you know yeah. threatening them with either sending them to the minors or this or that, or you know, and ruining your career or life almost. Right? It's uh, we don't know if that to be the case for sure, but you know, but what would be the reason why? Besides, yeah, you could learn a little bit about the player, but at the end of the day, does it does that affect the guy's performance? on the on the ice you know I think, right. really that's all I, I know he didn't he didn't ask Ivan <laughs> yeah, well, no. yeah yeah of I was every you know I talked to pro almost every day and I and when that whole thing came out I said you got your phone cleared off or uh you good <laughs> you know he goes he didn't ask me for got my the phone. bad phone he didn't there. ask nice me for clean. my no chance he would ask someone <laughs> nah. like that for his no because he's nah. a strong-willed individual that would tell him yep. to go kick a rock right yeah but I think you know, evolution is an interesting term. Um, I do. I'm, I'm with you. I think I, like, so Jake Voracek tweeted at me after I've, I've filed that story on, on Yarmo Kekalina and saying like, Hey, this, you know, Babcock's gone. This guy needs to follow him out the door. And he, he said enough with the cancel culture bullshit. Like no one hates cancel culture more than me. Like, I think it's ridiculous that we throw people away you know, lock them up and throw away the key sometimes. Like you, there needs to be a way to rehabilitate yourself. There needs to be a path yep. back. But no one canceled anyone here. Mike Babcock canceled himself. That's it. 100%. 100%. So, I agree. If you can't get out of your own way, you deserve everything you get and then some. I, but Frank, yeah, go ahead. There's, there's consequences and other collateral damage that comes with that. You made the decision to hire him. You need like... I answer to bosses. You guys answer to bosses. We all have them. At some point, that, that becomes a real thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. It has nothing to do with cancel culture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the bottom line is, you, as you alluded to earlier, you know, 10 years in that, in that position, no no real results, and, and then and then that higher in a critical time in, in the organization's, you know, evolution into the in in the league and uh, you know his, his shelf life it's like how how does he still have a job it's not it has nothing to do with cancel culture just being honest how yeah. do you think some of these other gms are watching it they feel like jason botterell he gets 
three and out in Buffalo. I yeah, mean, yeah. Maybe he made a bad hire with Ralph Kruger, but he didn't abuse anyone. Yeah. Right. You just <laughs> had, you just had some shitty results, which everyone does in this league. That's it's invariable. And you, you make, you know, you're not going to win every trade things like that, but how many GMs, coaches, whatever it might be that have been through the ringer three years and out, four years and out, they're yep. changed left and right for results. Yet this is an egregious thing and kind of really mediocre results. And they're just like, what do you mean lose his job? Are yeah. you nuts? <laughs> yeah, Stop canceling yeah. everyone, Frank. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Such an outrageous claim. I know. Yeah. It really <laughs> yeah. is. And no, I, I, I had heard, I can't really say where, but I, I know we talked about, I can tell you off air, Frank, but like I had heard it started right away when he got to town before players. It started with coaches. There were some things that were said uh, from a very good source that it started right there. Oh, I believe. Like, and you know what? Way. Good on biz. Good on yeah. yes. the way this like social media world has evolved. You guys have a voice, you know, biz and his crew, everyone has their own voice. Dude had a lot to lose. I agree. Yeah, putting yeah. that out there. He has a, a job on a national platform at TNT with a league partner that I am certain was breathing down his neck those couple mm -hmm. days saying you got to walk this back yeah. and he was like no i'm good if you need basically if you need to fire me fire me is essentially yeah. uh, how i viewed it and he right. he stood up that like that there's power in that especially as these you know hockey players are far behind other sports in finding their voice for good and bad i think it's been to their positive for a long time but they're get they're that was the point of what I was saying is they're, they're finding it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think it played out exactly the way it was supposed to. He, he canceled himself. And I think that's the bottom line. Yeah. Nobody else. Is. Nobody else. No one else to blame. Yeah. Did you ever think we'd talk so much blue jackets on a nasty? Uh, no, right. Eh? <laughs> I know. I know. Shit, I yeah. Know. That's Poor crazy. Jody Shelley. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, man. Beauty. Um, I was going to ask you quickly about the Senator situation with Pinto and, and, uh, Joseph and, uh, if you've heard anything about what's going on there. Yeah. I think the flyers have let the Sens know that they, I guess the easiest way to say it, the cleanest way to say it is they don't mind Matthew Joseph and would be willing to entertain something as the Sens are looking for a lifeline to get out of the cap hell that they're in. So they can sign Shane Pinto, who, by the way, I don't know if you guys follow him on social media as like an enormous Phillies fan. He keeps tweeting oh. about the fills, and I'm like, this guy needs to come to Philly. Yeah, yeah right. right. Maybe the, yeah. But yeah, sure. the Sens aren't uh, interested in moving him, so they're set on signing him. The thing is they need to cast off someone, or what may happen is Josh Norris is dealing with yet another shoulder setback that if he starts the year on LTIR, which kind of seems likely at this point because he hasn't played a preseason game, that they can then sign Pinto using that space and don't have to do anything. At some point, though, whenever Norris is ready to come back, they're going to need to make that decision. And in fact, the Norris injury only heightens where Pinto is because they need support and help down the middle. Pinto, 20-goal guy. Um, the Flyers, though, they can't be in a position to take on Matthew Joseph for free. Three years left at 295. Um, you need an asset the team needs to give up an asset in order to take him on the going rate that i've you know 
that other teams have sort of pegged the price at is a, the Sens got to move a first round pick to get someone to eat that salary. Hmm. The Flyers, hmm. I don't think are asking for that much, but it certainly shouldn't be free. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. What do you, what do you think about Ottawa, by the way, quickly about their team? I think this they're going to be good. And I think they, I think they make the playoffs. I got the Sabres and Sens in. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. I agree with that. I like the, I like where they're going. Yeah. They need a, a good toughness. start though. They can't take yep. their season. You know, people were asking me last year, it was like March. They had like a, a weekend where they dropped both games. They're like, did the Sens cost themselves their season this weekend? I'm like, no, they did in November when they were six, yeah. 12 and one to start the year. Like you just yeah. can't, you can't do it. Yeah. It's a tough hole to dig yourself out of for sure. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the lightning? With the, the goaltending situation, Stamkos. Stamkos. They're in a tough spot for a team yeah. that's recently won two Stanley Cups. You've got tough decisions to make. You've, you know, Stamkos is one. And I, I guess the reaction on social media was really interesting to me because I guess at, at your heart, you're a, a fan and you want to see that kind of continue. Like, Stamkos has played his whole career there. He had that uh, sort of, I don't want to, if you want to call it a temptation or fling as a free agent to go visit yeah. some other places and ultimately came back and the triumphs and mountain that they climbed to win those cups, especially the first one in the bubble uh, and to, for him to kind of be right there in the thick of it. Um, you know, you'd like to see him kind of finish that out. But at the same time, I look at it from a pure business perspective, which may be kind of cold, and that's Julian Breezeball has a team that lost in the first round and really wasn't that competitive. Can you really afford to sign Steven Stamkos for longer as he stretches towards 38 years old or whatever it might be? Or do you have to begin to, instead of signing Stamkos for whatever that number is, you can get two good players on the cap right. for that number? It's, it's not easy, and the Vasilevsky injury is going to loom large. Um, their backup, Johansson, if you were to rank 1 to 64 in the goalies in the league, he is 64. Oh, really? Um, well, okay. So he's they're going to be doing something, whether it's claiming a goalie on waivers over the next mm -hmm. week, whether it's making a small trade for someone, whether it's signing one of the unsigned guys that's still lingering out there. Yaroslav Halak is one of them. Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. They, they got to do something. But at the end of the day, I come back to Sergachev, Hedman, Kucherov, Point, Stamkos. Pretty damn good nucleus to have. <laughs> it is. They it should is. be okay. Yeah. Yeah, got to play away from the net. <laughs> yeah, your goal. You're right though about the goaltending. Yeah, that's that's the last thing they needed to, <laughs> to lose. There, yeah, but, that's a blow. I, I didn't know. I, I guess um, is I did talk to Moose Brian Elliott a couple weeks ago, and I didn't even ask him. Is he not at any camp? Yeah, he's unsigned. He's, he's in the lock yeah. situation of he's yeah. available, and and they're familiar with him too. Obviously, spending time right. there, he could have been the guy. Yeah, interesting. Um, well, what <laughs> we, we were joking about the, the ducks, but, uh, what, what do you think the, uh, I I've heard, I, you would know way better than me that Verbeek isn't a huge fan of Zegras. 
uh, or is that not the case? I've, I've read that a couple times, but I know he signed a, what, the three-year deal. Um, do you think that was a good deal for, for Anaheim? Or do you think Zegers is going to end up leaving or, you know, after the three years, or is he committed to, to playing in Anaheim? Or have you heard anything about that? I, I think it was a tactical error in trying to sign Trevor Zegers to a bridge deal because I think, Look, he's still 21. He's got back-to-back 60-plus point seasons. Obviously, the creativity is there. He's a very marketable star and name. He's been on the cover of video games. He's a special player, and I think there's an immaturity there is the fairest way to say it. And not I don't mean anything like off the ice or anything. I, it just right. I think there's an immaturity to his game. It needs to be more complete. And so the question has been, can you win with Trevor Zegras? The only reason you don't sign him to an eight-year ticket at a bigger number and, and, and bank all that savings in a few years when the cap's really going up and you're like, man, we bought all the very best years of Trevor Zegras's career, how amazing is that? Is if you have that question in the back of your head is if you're saying to yourself, I don't know if I can win with this guy. I don't know if he's exactly what we need. I think the three years gives you some time to figure it out. I don't think there's nearly as much animosity as, as maybe you guys had, um, you know, sort of mentioned, I think there's question marks and I think there's enough time in between now and whenever this deal is up to smooth out whatever discord may have been lingering these things eventually solve themselves. You either have the player that, um, you know, you're ready and willing to pay when this deal is up and you're happy to, or you have a guy that they're saying we're going to move on from. And the next team will have to answer some of those same questions too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way you described that, you know, we've seen players similar, uh, you know, to his, his skill sets, um, you know, come along and, you know, when you when you're that good and that skilled and that creative and that you know, young and that young, you know, <laughs> like young. you're 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 learning the pro game. You have you have enough skill to kind of get away with some of the, you know, the um, the, the the absolute structure that most coaches are trying to implement to get that that whole player that you're kind of describing. Um, it, it might just take another two or three years for him to actually buy into that. And as you're mentioning. At that point, you reevaluate. You either bought, you bought in and you you kind of completed your game, or or work towards completing your game, or you just move on. But I think he's such a highly skilled, creative player that it's just like he's just kind of in this. He's getting away with it because he kind of can, but they're 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 kind of like losing patience with may, maybe like maturing at the at the rate that they want him to. That happens. I mean, development is not a it's not linear. Right. And I, to bring it back to Philly, I kind of view Trevor Zegers and his game. I think Joel Farabee is a lowercase version of that. Hmm. Obviously a really skilled, talented player that at times you're just banging your head against the wall. Like what, let, how do we find a way to complete this puzzle? And something is there. Um, the flyers went a different path and sort of went the medium route, not short term, not long term, and allowed themselves some time to figure it out but he's two years further down the track now than Zegras was. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like, and this may be old school thinking, and I know you don't have a whole lot of cap to play with a lot of times, but I feel like with a guy like Zegras or when there's a player like that, I feel like bringing in a veteran 
that's been around the game that you're not having to pay a whole lot of money to kind of bring Yogs their, back. Bring Yogs back. He was great <laughs> with the young kids, but yeah. I feel like Killorn. doing that helps. Uh, what's that? Killorn. Yeah, yeah. Great point. Yeah, they they did sign him. Uh, even Nick uh, Nick Delorier when he was on with us, um, and he had obviously played there. He said they kind of said to him, "Hey, grab this kid and show him what it's like." So he was actually getting him up early, bringing him to the rink. He goes, "You need to be the first guy to the rink." And bring me a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so he was picking up D-Lo's coffee. And, but he was, he was like, we're trying to teach him. I mean, this is two years ago now. Yeah. So, but you're, that's a great point yeah, by Killorn, you, Frank. Yeah. I forgot about Killorn being there. And even one. Goody, like Goody's such yeah. a pro and treats people the right way. You know, hopefully that rubs off on him because he's a hell of a talent. I view Killorn and, and Goodis and to a lesser extent, Ilya Labushkin, who's there. Those guys are scaffolding. They're support pieces to what you're trying to build. Yeah, and right. you can't really get there and do it without the scaffolding. They're not the sexiest names. Uh, they're not earning the most money. They're not going to produce the most, but they're there for a reason. So I think that's going to help. I still think the Ducks have a long, long way to go. They've got nice pieces. Car Luke, uh, Leo Carlson, the, the latest from the draft, yep. I think steps right into the NHL and is is really going to be that two way center that they've been longing for. But the Ducks are whew, they they need support. <laughs> like that defense yeah. core last year was like really hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, sure was. They need more scaffolding. Yeah, I need some more scaffolding. <laughs> yeah. um, Frank, we we appreciate your time, man. I know you got to run. You got your own stuff. You got to do. I got about fifty more questions, but maybe we'll get to it another day. But the last one is, how far are the Phillies going? Ooh. So you're not going to believe me when I say this, but last year, for the first time in my life, I bought season tickets in August for the Phillies, and I was like, they're going to the World Series. I don't know what – something about that team, they're insanely likable. Um, yeah. They seem like they have some kind of – I don't know if it's mojo or whatever it is yeah. about them that is hard to describe – I just think this Braves team is really freaking good. Uh, they are. And I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking that the the run ends here. It's not going to be a short series, but it's five games and it doesn't really take a lot of slip up especially when you don't know who your game one starter is to yeah. really be in a hole. Yeah, true. But I'll tell you I what, don't want to be a negative Nancy, but that's no, yeah. no. That's Listen, you, it's honest. Yeah, honest. you're being honest, but I tell you what, man. Just watching the last two games, I mean, it's fucking awesome, man. And you're right about the city when you're winning. You know, oh, Riles, yeah, you, you, you did it yeah, in 2010, and man, that place is electric. Yep. And the players look like, like you said, they have this mojo. They all seem together. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is easy when you're winning. Yeah. It's a lot easier. But it's fun to watch them, man. So maybe they pull something off that's, here. I hope they. That's do. why I thought it was important for like TK and those other guys that they showed on TV the other night to be at the game. Yeah, right. see it, yep. feel it, understand what it could be for you. Yes, and then collectively drag everyone there. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's good. Hundred percent. That's awesome. Awesome, Frank. You always man, good to brother. Be with you guys have a great year. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate you. you too, man. We'll talk soon. Take care. Big thank you to Frank Saravelli for hopping on again. Always appreciate his insights.
I could have talked to him for another two hours. I know, like we, I know. we didn't even we, scratch the surface. Yeah, I know, I know. He he knows. It's amazing how much uh, info he gets, and but well, he works hard for it, obviously. And um, it, it's cool to find out some of the stuff that he knows. So, yeah, nice talking to him as always. Our partner. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I I always find it fascinating how much digging and how much work it is to to have these scoops. You know, when I was playing, you always think of these. I don't want to use the words to the media guys as like snakes, but they're you know right. they're always fishing. But you understand their their line of work and what they're trying to do. But to have the insights, you have to have these conversations to have these insights to yeah. well to be a true insider, right? I mean, but they're they're digging in and they're making the calls and they're banging the drum and um, yeah, it's always good to to connect with Frank. Yeah, and, I I, I got to imagine he's just on that phone. Well, I mean, you said it before, like you you got to be on twenty four seven. I mean, for what he's doing. Totally. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> his show, you know, he's got his show daily, daily face off live. And it's, it's really informative every day, you know, at noon. So it's nice having him on. Yeah. He keeps reminding me how much I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know shit. You know, listen to him. I'm like, well, oh yeah. You're in Hawaii, me, like... Jamaica. It's tough to keep track <laughs> yeah, of everything right. when you're flying around your helicopter going to have sushi in Maryland on a private plane. With yeah. the clear guys. What? <laughs> yeah. It only happened once. It, was, <laughs> it still it was, happened. Yeah. It wasn't a copter. It was a, it was a plane. I PJ. Said, PJ. Oh, yeah, yeah, PJ. <laughs> That's what I said. Well, I was hungry that day, you know. You I were. Like, I just needed a little Maryland were. sushi. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I got that. So, took care of it. Ready uh, to rock your nest. I'm ready it's to that rock. that time. It is that time for Clear Questions brought to you by Clear Rum. Go to clearrum.com. Punch in, Riggs. Nasty 2023 and get 35% off of your order. Whew. Bryce Settlemer just put a big order in the oh, other day nice. with our uh, Clear Rum code. And so everybody make sure you do it in PA only, not in New Jersey. Best drink going. There you go. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Here we go, Baller. Let's go. We got Anthony Giampolo over on Twitter. He wants to know, do players prefer to open the season at home or start the year on the road? Good question. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I always say home because it's like the energy, you know, just yeah. get, get it out of the way. You get you just, you know, get the introductions, get the energy going. Um, but, you know, there have been several times we started on the road and it is what it is. You don't really think much right. of it. Just everyone's excited to get back out there. But there's something, there's something special about starting at home, just those home games, the energy. Yeah, Philly, sure. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's I mean, I. I could probably go either way, but I think you're right about that energy and everybody's pumped. No matter where you're supposed to finish, you know, you're always excited game one. Yeah. Um, I remember a few years back, <clears throat> we actually opened in Vegas. It was after they had just gone to the finals, um, and we won that game. Mm. And it was I just remember that was an awesome feeling going in there, being on the road. You know, you're the underdog, too, because Vegas basically had the same team, and we ended up winning. But, yeah, I think starting at home is, is uh, pretty cool. But I, I will say, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back to, I forget what year it was, my second year, maybe, maybe my first, but we started off on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, Whistler. We had oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> we had a team building thing going on there. It was pretty wild. That, that was wild. And, and remember, uh, that's where Jesse yeah, got, got a hold t- of our my buddy Cass <laughs> with, a, with a high stick. And Oops. someone said, oh, just sold a lot more season tickets with that. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> won't say who said helped, it. But... Helped me earn my, uh, yeah, my roster you, spot. It was, yeah, you, <laughs> you already had a spot, but you were definitely good for every game once it, once he got suspended because you guys were kind of flip-flopping. Yeah. I do remember, too, the start of that was that we were started in Calgary, won that game. Danny B had, like, two goals, and one was just he had a guy draped on his back. Came into the uh, goal. I was going to say the hoop, yeah, hoop. <laughs> the basketball. Yeah. Uh, but he went to the net hard with a guy on his back, scored a goal. I remember someone on the bench going, that's why he makes $6 million, yeah. or whatever it was he was making. But, uh, yeah, I guess either way you're fired up, right, for, yeah. for the start of the season. But great question. Yeah, it is. We got one from Bob Ankarski. He sent us an email. Best and worst barns in the American League. Wow, I'd say one of the better ones now. The Lehigh, the Phantoms, the Flyers, minor league team. You know, back in the day, I always remember like Hershey was that building. It was like NHL building, rocking. But there were some real bad places to play. I mean, I'm thinking. Well, I don't think Binghamton was the greatest place to play. (laughs) Um, No. Every time I, we went to Binghamton and I went to my room, I swear they just had a poker tournament in there. <laughs> the cigarette smoke? So yeah. Bad. Cigars. But, yeah, that building, I like, it was kind of dumpy as far as the locker room goes, but it was packed because you couldn't put that many in it, and they were, like, right on top, right of, on top you, of you. But, yeah, yeah. yeah not, a great, not a great building. What was that called? A War Memorial? Was that called? Because there's a few one, War yeah, Memorials. Well, I, think, I think Syracuse was, was a yeah, War Memorial as, um, as well. Man, I didn't. I used to not really like I, I shouldn't say I didn't like the old Hershey Arena, but really when we the left and you think about it, man, it was so cool. Yeah, like uh, our buddy Bryce uh, plays there. Bryce Krause is mm-hmm. playing junior there for uh, <clears throat> Bruce Pedro's junior team. Right, and it's pretty cool. I see a lot of his videos, and that building's cool. But I guess Bingo was pretty. It's just pretty the rough. locker room setup. There weren't real stalls. It was kind of shitty, but. Yeah, I would say probably I would say Lehigh is probably one of the best. Now. I would say so. I think in Henderson, or if it's Hendersonville, where the the Vegas is it Henderson or Hendersonville? I think it's Henderson, but I think they have a brand new facility that was built. Okay, it's supposed to be nice, and then the Seattle's team out that's up north in California, they're supposed to be nice too. But yeah, there's anyway. a few there's a few buildings we haven't seen. You know, I, I, yeah. the American League's changed a lot since you know we were we were there, and you know you think of these old school towns and buildings. Like now, it's like there's so much more strategy around yes. the, where the affiliate is and the money they pour into the facilities themselves. So yeah. it's changed a lot. There's, there's there's less and less of these dumpy type Bad, of yeah. yeah oh, Springy Lehigh, Arnett Lehigh. Uh, Zombies. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, well, that fucking dumb. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 yeah <laughs> I mean, holy shit. <laughs> Good thing of the name. Zombies. Zombies. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse, yeah. Yeah. So, good All right, question. question. Yep. We got one final one from Construction Kurt over on Instagram. Ooh. What was the team's best win song for the locker room? I assume Mac Miller back in 2012. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. I can't even remember when I was playing what we used for wind songs. I'm not even sure we had a wind song, but that, that, that is one that comes to mind just based on, like, clips that I that saw. That kind of went nuts. It and, did, and, yeah. And, and Max from Pittsburgh, you know, it's kind of funny. We right. got to meet him. <clears throat> we went to one of his shows in Philly. It was me and Hartsey and uh, Scott Hartnell and Wayne Simmons. The guy was one other guy with us. 
and I took Peyton with me too, and her friend. But we got to meet him, and he was the nicest. Kid. I was like, he might be like a punk or something, you know, because he was young. Yeah, he was the nicest dude, and really? we had a flyer jersey there. I was like, hey, you want to throw it on and take a picture? He goes, man, I'm from Pittsburgh. I'll get killed, but I'll sign it. Uh, so he signed it, and I gave it to Bryce. He actually has it, so it's pretty cool. But I would say that one was like the biggest. I mean, because they were playing it at Xfinity. I remember, yeah, they it was were. A big I deal. mean, it was. It's a. It's a great song. And, that was brings back a lot of memories. It, Every time I hear it, I, yeah. I think about that 2012 year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question too. Yeah, and that's a wrap, Nast. That's it. You can go have your nap now. Huh, Shut the nap. day down. Kids got to work while you guys look into that bag you brought for Debo. I don't know what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just some books and doodles. Yeah, let's do a little studying. This yeah, some studying. All right, you'll be focused oh. or asleep. Nah, focused. Okay. All right. Ready to go for next week. Just tune in next week, 129. Until then, subscribe, like, comment, ask questions. And until then, stay safe, knuckleheads. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 